Hello, hello, food businesses. Gabby here again, and I'm the student success coordinator here at Food Business and Retail Ready. I help with behind the scenes logistics and get to support emerging CPG brands along with our amazing team here. We're revisiting Ali's fourth quarter focus mini series from last year. Last week, we re aired the episode on wholesale buyers' perspectives in the fourth quarter and what they're thinking through each month as we care for the holidays. If you haven't listened to it yet, go give it a listen at the link in our notes. This week, we're focused on making the most of your last chance to pitch. I asked Allie last week, but same thing here, Allie. Do you think anything's changed about what you said in, the, in your episode from last year? Yeah, actually I do. So in this episode, we're going to walk our listeners through four things to have in place before they pitch to wholesale accounts. While the four things are still key for our listeners, I also want them to look at each of these bullet points with that overarching theme of how can I show up as a great partner for these retail accounts? Knowing that buyers are busy and they're feeling even more strain this season. We talked about it last episode. Strain, you know, with staffing shortages, with supply chain issues, with increased pricing. Mm-hmm. I really want our listeners to think about how can how can you be the brand that's easy to work with, who fulfills on your promises and is a surefire yes for that busy buyer. Yeah, that makes total sense. I mean, it's so easy to sort of like be in our silo <laughs> and and be so like. <laughs> in the weeds with what we're doing and being like, oh, you know, like, why isn't this buyer contact yeah. back? Or like, they're not emailing back or not responding to me. But it's so important to know that buyers are also dealing with, with so much. So yeah, super important to keep in mind. So what about in regards to a potential recession? That's a good question. So here's what I would love to see. I would love to see buyer pitches that address this straight on, right? No, like dancing around the issue, no tiptoeing here. We all know what's going on, right? So I'd ask our listeners, how can your brand, again, bring high sales to your category despite a potential recession? So how have your sales been in Q2 and Q3? And how will that translate on the shelf in Q4? Remember, listeners, our buyers love numbers. They are numbers people through and through. So bring that data for your pitches. Yeah, I mean, from everything that like you shared with me and that like I know from like your time as a buyer, it's just like, I'm just like the image that's coming to mind is like <laughs> those numbers, like music to their ears, like... <laughs> Oh, absolutely, Gabby. And you know, we we talk about this so much in in retail ready. Even you know, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go off script here for our intro and say one of the things that you do so well in in our student community, Gabby, is give our students feedback on their sales pitches and sales materials and all of that sort of stuff. And I can't tell you how many times a week I see you telling them to just put more data in their pitches. Yeah, I mean, there's. Like, especially with with everything that you've shared, like data is so, I don't remember, like there was some quote that I think we had heard at some point, but like data tells a story that is super clear. And when you have clear data and data that's really compelling, it's like, you don't have to say, you know, use all these flowery words and images. It's just just like straight to the point, like. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, I love thinking about it like that. Thank you for that reminder, Gabby, right? That the data is what the data is the facts, right? The numbers tell the story. And yeah, you're right. We don't have to use on, use like subjective things like taste or quality (laughs) uh, when the numbers can really speak for themselves. 
Yeah. And, and even for like, I mean, I know people are probably listening like, well, what if I don't have a lot of data? Like we'll talk about that. We talk about that news already. And now you've talked about that before in past episodes too, but yeah, we can definitely help out with that too. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much, Ellie, for chiming all of this in. Without further ado, we'll get started with the episode. I'm Allie Ball, former grocery buyer and retail store manager turned wholesale consultant. In my role on the retail floor, I saw delicious, values-driven brands fail on our shelves simply because they didn't understand the behind the scenes of wholesale. I created the Food Biz Whiz podcast to give you hard-to-access insight from my career in the food industry and the tools and strategies to help you succeed on retail shelves. If you're a committed food founder who's looking to create and grow a packaged products business that positively impacts our food system, puts wealth back into your own hands, and employs members of your local community, you have found the right podcast. Let's do this. This episode is brought to you by Retail Ready, my online course for producers of packaged product who are looking to grow their wholesale accounts. Retail Ready is opening for enrollment very soon. Through videos, workbooks, checklists, templates, live coaching calls with me, and daily access to me and my team in our private online group, Retail Ready has all the tools that you need to increase your sales through wholesale accounts, whether that's in traditional brick and mortar outlets or through e-commerce platforms. The first step to find out more about Retail Ready is to join my free masterclass on the three steps to growing your packaged food business, which I'll link to here in today's show notes. That hour-long webinar is jam-packed with advice that you can use to kickstart your growth right now, plus information on Retail Ready, on my past clients, and how we can work together. Sign up via the link in my show notes, and I will see you there. All right, Wizzes, let's get to this. So today I am walking you through four things to have in place as you pitch to wholesale buyers and land on shelves this year before the holiday season. They are your product, your pricing, your promotion, and your pitch script. So let's talk through each one. Product. <laughs> this sounds obvious, but you've got to have it nailed down. What are you, se- what are you selling and how is the buyer getting it? How are they ordering it? How are they receiving it? So buyers do not have time for you to experiment with your product on their shelves, especially during the fourth quarter. So you need to have all of the details of your product and the logistics of ordering and receiving sorted out before you pitch. Some of the things that the buyer is going to wonder about, let me just rattle off a list for you, okay? So they want to know, what's your case count? Can the buyer do mixed cases if you have multiple flavors? They're going to want to know your order minimum. They want to know what days do you receive purchase orders from that buyer? The buyer is going to do some mental math and calculation and decide whether or not they can fit your order schedule. They're going to want to know what days do you deliver? What's that turnaround time? What's the lead time? What about emergency deliveries or rush shipping, especially during the holidays as sales can be really inconsistent? They want to know, how do I place an order with you? Am I calling you? Am I emailing you? Am I texting you? I mean, gosh, I used to fax in orders when I was at Byrite. Am I ordering direct or is it through a broker or through a distributor? Again, that buyer needs to have 
every single detail about how they are literally going to place an order and how are they are going to receive the product from you in that very first pitch. Typically, this is the sort of stuff that we see on a sell sheet. Secondly, you want to make sure that your pricing is dialed in before you do that pitch. And again, this sounds so obvious, but I cannot tell you how many buyer pitches I used to receive where I would ask questions on pricing and the food founder would say, I don't know, let me get back to you. And here's the thing. I didn't have time for them to get back to me, particularly in the fourth quarter. What we really want is for you to present all of this information to a buyer the first time around so that buyer doesn't even have to reply and ask you any of these questions. You need to spell it out for them. Make it easy for them to say yes to your product line because you've given them all the details. So some things that you might need to answer are, does your listed price include delivery or shipping costs? Can you waive those? Can you give me free shipping if I ask for it? What discounts are available? What can you do for a promotional offer and then discounts throughout the year if I decide to put your product on my shelf? Is there a deposit on anything, you know, like a bottle or a container? Like how does the how does that collection process work? Do you do guaranteed sales? Do you do buybacks? What are your terms? <laughs> are you flexible with your pricing? Basically, I want to make sure that I as a buyer am getting the best price possible on your products. So you need to be able to, you need to be able to be prepared for that pushback. So all of these things will come up in conversation with the buyer. So in addition to having a price list, that's easy for them to understand and read, you need to make sure that you have answers to the above questions before you pitch. Again, we don't have time for the back and forth in the fourth quarter. Promotion, that was three out of four. So it is one thing to get on the shelf and it is another thing to sell off of that shelf, right? You need to have a plan in place to promote your product and sell through. So in short, what is the plan and how are you conveying that to the buyer? You might have the best marketing plan in the world, but if you are not conveying what that plan is to the buyer, they don't know it exists. They assume that you don't have a promotional plan. Again, they make assumptions about your brand and they might say no because of it, or <laughs> you never get a call back, never get an email back. So some of the things that I'm curious about with the plan are, do you provide shelf talkers? Do you, I have to print them out or do you print them out? Will you laminate them for me? Will you customize them for my store? Do you demo? How often are you an easy demo person? Are you going to show up and be high maintenance in the fourth quarter when I don't have time for that? Do you offer signage or recipe cards for the holidays? You know, as we build holiday displays, we often think about uh, educating the shopper on how to use these seasonal products. So what can you provide to help me there? Will you come in and do a staff training? I would love that. Tell me if you're going to. Are you going to provide samples? Are you going to do passive samples? Again, are you going to come in and demo? Are you going to do samples for my staff? Are you going to do samples for our shoppers? What's the sample plan? <laughs> How is it COVID safe? 
I want to know how often and when you are going to put your product on promotion that is on sale. Are you, we going to do it when we first bring in the product and how frequently are we going to do it, you know, throughout the year from there? I want to know if you can give me an introductory offer. What incentive can you give me for me to say yes to putting your products on my shelves? right? Lots to work through on the promotion side of things. And you have to communicate that to the buyer. There's a right way to communicate it and a wrong way to communicate it where you're giving them enough information, but you're not overwhelming them. So you've got to be really thoughtful here. And then finally your pitch script. Okay. So you've, you've likely paused this podcast as you've, as you've been listening and you're writing down all of these bullet points that you need to sort out, right? So you've worked through all of these above questions and you have decided that you are still going to pitch before buyers officially stop make, taking new products for this year. And it is time to ensure that you have a pitch script in place. One of the mistakes that I see most often is that brands just wing it here, thinking that you surely know how to sell your product. You know, you've been selling across a farmer's market table for years, or you've been selling in wholesale for years. Like you got this, right? Well, there is a right way to pitch to a buyer and there is a wrong way to pitch to a buyer, especially during the fourth quarter. We don't have time to waste as we approach the holidays. So you have to make sure that you are speaking the right language to get that buyer to say yes to your product line. So I want you to write out your pitch script and practice, practice, practice. What is going to capture the attention of a buyer and how can you convey that to them in a straightforward, simple, quick way? So if you are stumped here or you need support thinking through any of these questions that I just rattled off above, this is exactly what we teach inside of Retail Ready. What are you waiting for? Come and join us. We can work through all of this with you at lightning speed, ensuring that you have a chance for success before the holidays hit. So remember, most buyers go on a product freeze starting in early October, and they literally don't take calls or open emails or try samples of new product until the new year. If you are going to try to land on shelves this year, now is the time. The clock is ticking. Now from here, if you are listening to this episode months after it is published, or even if you're listening a few weeks after it was published and later in October, what do you do, right? Let's say you make a pumpkin bread mix and you just know that your local stores should carry it for the fourth quarter. Well, I'm going to give you full permission to reach out and to pitch that buyer on, to pitch that buyer on your holiday item. I'm giving you permission because it's a unique fourth quarter item that makes sense for their product set. So please don't take this as permission to pitch if you are not holiday related, like a ready to drink iced tea or a new flavor of potato chip. I'm sorry to say that you're likely not going to have that much luck getting the buyer's attention between October, starting in October, after October 1st. 
So when I was a buyer, I wouldn't even consider any non-holiday related products in the fourth quarter. And I wouldn't accept samples. I wouldn't take meetings and I wouldn't even consider getting on the phone or on Zoom with you. So in fact, I would question if you even knew what you were doing if you reached out to me with your brand new kids yogurt in mid-October. So what does that mean? If you've got a new yogurt (laughs) ready to hit the shelves, if you're listening before quarter four, before October 1st, pitch now, don't wait, get your, if you are listening, you know, after October 1st, wait, pause, press pause, get your ducks in a row, maybe with me inside of retail ready, right? Gosh. You're going to have to wait until January, 2022. And I'm sorry to give you that tough love here. There's always a little bit of a workaround that we can talk talk about, but by and large, 95% of those who are listening should not pitch aggressively between October 1st and January 1st. Okay. Quizzes. This speedy episode talked through four things to think through as you do your last chance pitches of the year. We discussed product, pricing, promotion, and pitch script. So dial in your product and the logistics of getting it on the shelf. Ensure you know how to have those pricing conversations and that you are going to end up making money off each sale. Think through your promotional strategy and how your product is going to sell once you are on the shelf. Script and practice your pitch so that you, that you are articulating all of the above before you even pick up the phone or send that cold sales email. So I want to know, where are you stuck? I genuinely want to know. Send me a DM on Instagram at It's Alley Ball or let me know. Come and tell us in our private Food Biz Whiz Facebook group. Both are linked in today's show notes. You will also find episode one of this four-part mini-series in the show notes, which outlines exactly what that wholesale buyer is thinking in October, November, and December, and how you can use that information to your advantage. So next week, I'm going to be back with episode 113, the third part in our fourth quarter focus mini-series. We're going to talk about nurturing your accounts to ensure that you are capturing high sales with the retailers that you do have right now and that you are doing everything that you can to protect and grow that relationship with your wholesale buyers and the shoppers who frequent their stores. So I can't wait to see you back here next week. Have a good one. Again, we so appreciate you joining us for this episode. As mentioned, you can find last week's first episode link in the notes. Be sure to join our community group on Facebook to connect around food CPG conversations. We hope to see you back here next week for part three or four of this mini-series on ensuring that you're building strong relationships with wholesale accounts and customers. See you then. Thanks for listening to Food Biz Whiz. If you're enjoying this podcast and the tools it gives you for growing your packaged product business, please subscribe so you never miss an episode. From one small business owner to another, I am deeply grateful for your support of this podcast, and I appreciate it when you share it with your fellow food founders, share it on social media, or leave me a review on your listening platform. Ready for more? Find out how we can work together at foodbizwiz.com. I'll see you right back here next week.